Welcome to the Detailing Detectives Podcast, where we talk about the real issues facing business owners in the detailing industry. Here is your host, Craig Brigham. And welcome to Series 1, Episode 3 of the Detailing Detectives Podcast. I'm Craig, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about all things related to employees and staff, from hiring, managing, and much more. And I'm glad to be joined in this episode by Tom from TH Detailing. Hiya, Tom. Hi, Craig. Thanks for having me. No, that's all right. Do you want to um, just give the audience a bit of uh, background on who you are, where you're based, and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Tom. I'm from TH Detailing. We're based in Stourbridge, which is the West Midlands. Uh, as you can tell by the accent, uh, it's just <laughs> there for Birmingham, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and we are a detailing company. We do ceramic coatings, paint protection film, uh, and also your basic valeting. Cool. So um, from what I, I know of yourself, you you do mobile and unit-based stuff, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Cool. Um, and over the last like month, month and a half, two months, you've just taken on your first employee. Yeah, first member of staff. Awesome. So, so what led you to take on that member of staff? Uh, it was the the maintenance clients. There was, there's obviously a lot of them, and it was filling the diary. So, I needed a member of staff that can relieve me of those duties um, for me to then focus on obviously the bigger jobs: your corrections, your coatings, your paint protection film, um, maintenance. Although it's good, it's a good source of income. If there's too much of it, I struggle to get in new customers. Um, yeah, you know, I'm aiming to grow. I'm aiming to have. I'm aiming to create too much work for myself, essentially, so as I can keep growing. Um, obviously, having the member of staff, um, it's helped me get more in the office and focus on running the business rather than being in it as well, which is also a big, big factor. Um, I'd like to be able to finish at half past five and go home, but without them. When I was working just by myself, I was working till 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 mm. at night, just doing everything. Um, you know, it's everything that comes with running a business. Definitely. So when you were, and we'll, we'll touch on bits from obviously my business as well. So um, over the last year, um, about a year ago, actually, we did our first interview when we looked at hiring um, for a full-time member of staff. And um, we we we've on are on our second employee now. Uh, we'll come into obviously reasons why and things um, later on, um, and how you find that that perfect member of staff because it doesn't always happen first time, no. or second time, or third time, or you know it does take a while sometimes. Sometimes you fall lucky. Um, not lucky. Yes, yeah, same here now. But uh, yeah, you, you know it's a learning learning process. So what we're trying what we'll try and do in this episode is try and help some of the people that are potentially at that point where they're looking to take on staff on what we can help them out with stuff and just give them a bit of guidance or um, some feedback about how we've done things and the mistakes we've made so we can try and avoid them from making them. Um, so when you were looking for your member of staff, how did you go to uh, look at advertising for them? Is it did you just use social media? Did you use any job sites? Or So initially, I posted on Facebook probably around 12 months ago. Um, I wanted an apprentice. 
Mm. I wanted somebody young that I could shape, um, who could also, you know, essentially have to be able to pay them less initially. Um, yeah. For us to, obviously, we're not going to make any money when we first take on a member of staff. I wanted to soften that blow by having their wages slightly less. Uh, but I soon found out there's no official qualification in what we mm. do. So for it to be an apprenticeship, they would need to do a course in, say, customer service or business management or social media, which then meant that they could they would potentially be learning two things simultaneously, one of which they might not want to learn. Um, yeah. And that was obviously to get the government funding. Um, so I posted that up on social media. I had a bit of interest. They got loads of likes and shares, loads of tags, and nobody actually applied. So I kind of just forgot about it. Um, and then sort of February time, I'd had a few emails come through from people saying, is there any jobs going? Um, and at the time, the workload was manageable by myself. Hmm. I thought, no, I don't. But um, I responded to them and basically said, you know, send me your information, send me your CV. Um, if anything does come available, I will obviously be in touch and we can discuss. Um, out of that, only one of them replied with his information. So I thought, okay, I'll keep keep that on one side. Um, and then the workload was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thought, yeah, I, need, I do need a pair of hands. I need somebody to to do the the more mundane stuff like the maintenance while I can mm. focus on all the other bits and bobs. So I dropped this lad an email saying, do you want to pop in for a chat? And he says, yeah, I can be with you in half an hour. And I was like, brilliant, pop up, let's have a chat. And it was a bit of an informal, I wouldn't say an interview. I asked him a few questions. Mm. He asked me a few yeah. questions. Uh, I thought, I just literally said straight from the off, I've never done this before. I have no idea what, you know, what I should be doing as a potential em- employer. Um, let me grab your information, you know, write down a few bits of bobs and I'll look into it and I'll be back in touch. Uh he was he's really laid back. Um and then obviously six weeks after that he now works for me. Uh he's been with me since the end of June or July. Could be July. Um yeah, and it's it's working well. Awesome. So some some of the questions that um you had, obviously you you were in the same process as me when I was first um looking to hire. Never done it before and obviously you kind of at that point where you're starting to do research into um, different things that you kind of need to ensure that you're doing legally um, and also to make sure that you've got the right um, people, attitude and and, and all that. Um, now, one of the things that I first um, <laughs> came across um, was, like you mentioned, you obviously wanted someone that was um, low cost to start with because you wanted to ensure that you could cover their wages. Yep. So the the one thing that I tend to see and, and advise to a lot of people is um, you need at least three months of their wages put away because it's going to take you six, seven, eight weeks to train them. Yep. You know, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be, you know, bits in there. So I always say you need three months wages. And full wages as well. So, you know, all their tax contributions, everything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I, I I always, uh, I've added another thing in there as well uh, to a lot of people I talk to at the moment is don't expect them to make you any money for three to six months. 
if you if you get making money after three months, you're doing really well, and that's the right person. Yeah. Um, because there's still going to be that day where they're going to have to come with you and do bits as well. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's the same as pretty much every investment. Though, is you spend a hundred percent. You spend a bit of money, and you might not get your return straight away. So no, but you, you're in it for the long haul, aren't you? That's, yeah, that's the idea. Definitely. Um, so what other things um, came to the forefront of your mind? You're like, oh, what do I do about that? Let's see if we can try and, between you and me, give some advice of what other people might be thinking about that we yes. can kind of answer. Yeah, so I think the biggest one, and yeah, we, we've spoken with other people about this, is like the, leg- the legality side of it. Um, even like, stuff like health and safety uh, mm. their taxes or all, all that kind of thing is we are now liable for as an as an employer and the wording on hmrc went straight over my head because they overcomplicate it and it's like you're reading it and then i'm googling words because i think what does that mean mm-hmm. um, but then obviously now we've done it it's actually relatively simple um mm-hmm. And I was always put off with speaking to an accountant because I thought oh, it was going to cost me loads of money. And I got, I actually posted on my Facebook, any of my business friends locally recommend an accountant to manage payroll. And I had a really strong recommendation and I spoke with him on the phone and he literally said, we're going to cover everything. All you got to do is pay monthly for his, for his payroll and we'll manage his tax. So to me, that was, that's that side sorted. It's outsourced. If anything goes wrong, they're going to sort it out. Um, but then it was stuff like health and safety, um, you know, first aid kits and mm-hmm. fire extinguishers, like letting them know where everything is, even though we know where it is because we work here every day. Um, like, as soon as we walked in, like he'd, he'd been with me three weeks, and I thought, I've never told you the, what happens if there's a fire. And he was like, it's lucky there haven't been a fire for three weeks then. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, it was all that kind of like, little things like that that we obviously working for somebody else, they told you this on an induction. Yeah. Um, and then I thought I probably should have done an induction and it is yeah. it's a learning curve. Um, but yeah, the, the, le- the legal side of it was obviously becoming registered as an employer and then getting them set up as a, a payee, as they call it, P-A-Y-E, um, yeah. so as you can pay them and they can pay tax, which obviously That's it. a good accountant will sort that for you. And all you have to do is literally transfer the money over, email them a pay slip, and make sure you pay their tax contributions on time. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so you, you, it's quite interesting you do that through an accountant. So we we have an accountant, um, and he's he's brilliant. Um, so when we were going through stuff, we were talking about how we set it up. Um, and I'm not sure if you use something like Sage or QuickBooks or something like that, but we manage it through um, through Sage. Um, so we do everything um, and he just, you know, checks in now and again to make sure everything's fine. Um, obviously with, um, obviously you've got quite a, a bit of a, a younger member of staff than, than I have, but um, I had that before. Um, so when you get to a certain point, either whether that be salary or um, age, you obviously have to give them um, the chance to opt into a pension as well. Yeah. So, Again, that was covered by the accountant. So mm. they literally uh, said, you're going to receive a few letters. That there's going to be something that you need to fill out online, a declaration. Uh, fill that out. I'll send you a letter out saying that you've signed it. Um, well, because he's under 21, we didn't have to automatically enroll it on him. But I gave yeah, him the option. Right. And he said, what do you think I should do? And I said, 
this is a conversation for you to have with your parents. I said, because, you know, they know you better than me. My views on money are probably completely different to yours. I've been a business owner. Have a chat with your parents. You know, see what they recommend. Um, you know, have a chat with your mates that already work because their bosses mm. would have spoke with them and their, you know, their families. I uh, said, so that's, that's a decision for you to make. If you want to go on it, I can put you on it. If you don't, I'll leave it as it is because you're not automatically on it anyway. Um, he decided to not go on it because he wants more money in his pocket to go out and enjoy himself with and spend on his car and, you know, whatever he does with his money, that's entirely up to him. Um, but it, yeah, when he turns around and says, I want to save up. I want to sort my pension out. It's already set up and you're ready to go. All I'm going to do is pick up the phone and let Adam, the accountant, know, Adam, he wants to be enrolled on the pension and Adam will click a few buttons and away we go. Yeah. Or at least Um, I think that's what will happen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, no. Once once it's all set up, it's pretty easy to do. Um, And again, we we were in the same situation. Um, The previous one didn't didn't want to go down that route, but... um, our current employee was like, "Yep, hundred percent. Let's let's start start the right way." Yeah. Um, but that comes with mat- the, the more mature member of staff, should I say? Yeah, I mean, I said to him personally, I would think about doing it, but as a young lad, when I was when I was a young lad, uh, I wanted more money in my pocket to promptly waste. <laughs> yeah, just giving out on a Friday night <laughs> or whatever, buying cars that you couldn't afford, um, all that kind of thing. I said, so it's entirely up to you. But yeah, please do think about your future. Um, that's another good thing with you know, the relationship I've got with him. We can talk about personal stuff. He's a young lad. Uh, mm. Stuff on his mind that he doesn't want to talk to his parents about. Or he doesn't want to talk to his mates about. So we can have essentially like talking to your mates in the pub. We can have conversations like that. We can wind each other up. Um, and then he cracks on with work. So, And that that's what you need. You do, you do need a good relationship um, with, with your employees. Um you know, you do need to be able to have a laugh. Um, it, it's it's what it's about. If you can't have a laugh together, um, yeah. it's it's going to be struggle. But there also needs to be that that line as well. That yeah. you know, actually, do you know what we need to stop messing about? We do actually need to crack on. You need to yeah. do this. We need to pull um, line. That's it. Be that figure um, of authority, but still, still connect. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. So um, just going through some of the things I've got listed on here. So we've, we've covered the uh, three months wages. Um, we've talked about pensions uh, and obviously talking to an accountant to get, get things going. Um, I know one thing that we've briefly touched on is uh, employment contracts. Yep. And um, to me, that's really important. Yeah, really important. And me. Not necessarily from, uh, I'm going to catch you out in the future side, but more of a, a black and white. So, um, you know, mm. even, even for me learning all the, you know, the do's and the don'ts, like the holiday entitlement, the sick pay, um, I can refer to it just as much as he can. So when he says, um, how does it work with sick pay? I can just basically get the contract out and say, ah, okay, you know, this is, this is what it is. Um, although I've looked into it, I'm probably going to forget because there's a billion other things I have to deal with throughout the day. Um, so if he does come up to me and say, oh, um, holiday entitlement, can I ask you about this? We can get the contract out. We say, oh, yeah, in your contract, this is what it says. Um, yeah, and it, it protects you as well as them. Definitely. And it's, it's also, you know... yeah, it was also good to, I mean, I know a lot of people um, 
this industry is such a low entry point to get started up by yourself. Mm. So I've not necessarily, you can't necessarily say don't contact my customers if you were to set up by yourself or you wanted to, you know, work for somebody else or whatever. Um, but there's all the GDPR laws that need to be covered, which covers us as employers to basically say, if you do leave, you can't contact any of our customers. Um, mm. And I think another big thing is sort of like the business operations, uh, not to tell anybody how much money we make on a certain job, what products we're using, uh, you know, how we operate, all that kind of thing. Because some of that things is you don't want people to know outside the business. Um, so yeah, there's a disclaimer in there for that. Obviously, the GDPR, it, it's just it's just black and white. Yeah. Um, so when you were going through that, did you um, outsource that to a HR company? I spoke with my accountant again. And he says, have a look at ACAS. Yeah. And they do templates and there's all, obviously, the HMRC, direct.gov, um, they do kind of their own. But again, I found the HMRC not very user-friendly. Mm, um, I agree. It's very user-friendly when they want to take money off you for your tax return. But everything <laughs> else is ridiculously overcomplicated. So with with ACAS, it was, you know, short and sharp, explains it you know this is this is this these are the do's these are the don'ts this is what you can do legally this is who you can speak to if you need more information here's a load of pdfs that you can download and edit um so basically all i did was downloaded a i think it was a word document and just literally tweaked it and it would basically say you can use this phrase or use that phrase but delete one so you delete mm. the one that you wanted to you, know, you didn't want to keep and obviously it'd say like enter name here so you'd enter his name and Super simple. Um, I think the contract probably took me a good two, three hours if I added mm. it all up together uh, to literally zip through it. And I think it's about six pages long. It didn't need to be, in my opinion, any more than that. It covered everything. Yeah, mine, mine's a bit more in depth than that. But um, we went through um, we went through two HR companies um, when we started looking last year. Um, the first one provided us with something to look at. Uh, and then we had a meeting where we went through um, some additions and then we got a, 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 a refresh of that contract uh, and then they disappeared. So I've got this contract that was all in draft form with all their watermarks over, which was basically perfect apart from like three words that needed changing. Um, and still to this day, I've never heard from them. Yeah. I don't even know if they're still in business. Um, but that came through a recommendation. And then what we did was we contacted another firm um, and just got them to re, re-look at it, alter the, the, the three words that needed changing. Um, and then we've used that. And the way I did that was um, I wanted somebody else to have that responsibility in terms of um, I knew what I wanted to put in there, but I wanted to make sure it was legally tight, if you know what I mean. Um, you just... Like like I said earlier, it's to protect the employee as well as us, yeah. um, just to make sure everything's all right. And there was a few things that um, they advised us on, and I don't know whether this is something you've done, but um, whenever you take on an employee, you need to check that they're eligible to work in the UK, so you need to take a copy of um, their ID, so birth certificate, driving licence and stuff. And again, you can find out this on the um, HMRC and I think ACAS is. ACAS is a really good website. Yeah, ACAS is good. Um, I'd heard about so, ACAS, I just never looked into it. And then when I did look into it, I thought, actually, there's an absolute ton of information on here. Um, loads, loads. Yeah, it, 
everything kind of work related and it's it's good for both because there's an employer section and an employee section which i find useful so i can look at it um say from his point of view and have a read and then i can have a look from the employer section and see you know from from my point of view as well so yeah a lot of information on it i would recommend having a look at that 100 percent. so if you if you are thinking about um taking somebody on definitely um grab a, a cup of tea, coffee, pint, and sit down and, and have a read through some of that because it'll probably, if, if anything, it'll make you write a list of questions that you've, you've got for like an accountant or a, um, a HR organisation or something that, you'd, you know, it would prompt you for things, um, which is what it did for me, um, which is, is all well and good. Um, one thing I was going to um, talk about uh, mainly was like processes. So you've 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 gone through you've you've hired said person you've gone through all the contracts you've you know you've put the three months wages uh, to the side you've done all the pension stuff and all the employment stuff uh, that you need to for a legality and then it gets to day one and it's like oh hello <laughs> uh, you know they, they, this is the stuff so it's it's things like uh, ensuring they've got a uniform for day one because. When you take them out with a customer, the last thing you want to do is have them in a tracksuit. Because initially, which is what I did. Um, I didn't source any uniform until a couple of weeks in, um, because I thought I want to see how he gets on. Yeah, I'm going to be able to see within the first two weeks whether or not it's for him, and he's also going to see within the first two weeks whether or not if it's for him as well. It was it's his first job. Um, He loves cleaning his own cars, and I literally said from day one. Working on customers' vehicles is completely different to your own, um, oh, especially, yes. especially when you know you're getting paid for it and you've got tight margins and you're out in the rain and you know you've got some customers are harder to deal with than others. Um, I said so. It's completely different to cleaning your own car, you, your parents' car, your neighbours' cars, whatever. Um, I said so. We need to make sure that it's for you. Uh, and after two weeks, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. He was like, okay, cool. I'll get, I'll get the uniforms ordered. Um, yeah, I said to him, sort you out with all the right PPE. If there's anything like you specifically need, um, you know, I'll order it. So, yeah, like rubber gloves, boots, all that kind of thing. Um, you don't realize how much this costs you hmm. or somebody else that needs it yeah. as well so we yeah, must get, I get that. Box, boxes upon boxes of gloves i'll be sat in the office working away and poke his head through the door i need some more gloves again <laughs> and then he'll respond yeah. with well, you keep giving me cars to clean <laughs> so well yeah but yeah so no um <laughs> yeah that, that that's one thing so um with our when we first was looking at hiring what we did uh, obviously we went through the interview process and then before we formally offered them the job, we offered them a day to come out and work with us so they could actually see the job at hand yep. um, just to see if it was something they were interested in, not interested in. Um, and and the, the first lad that we, we employed, uh, his first day was rammed. It was literally rammed um, between me and my brother. We, we, we literally did more cars than we've ever done. um to make it a busy day but an interesting day to show the variety of what we do and stuff like that and he loved it um so that's all that it can be something that um you know you can you can do as part of like um 
an interview process because it sees how you work with them as well. Yeah. Uh, gets gets you to know them better. Um, so that was quite useful. Um, we didn't do that on our last uh, employee when we, we, we've employed Mike, um, but that was a different situation. So um, I, I already knew his background and, and what he could do. Uh, yeah. We'd already had a chat, so that was pretty easy. Um, I could see his passion in his eyes when... Uh, we sat down for a chat, so I didn't really need to to do that. But sometimes it is worth doing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's like when he he pulled up in his own car out the front, and it was spotless. And I thought, okay, has he washed it because he knew he was coming here, or does he mm. genuinely have a passion for cars? Uh, and he's you know he's got two Instagrams, he's got a personal, and he's got one for his car. And the one for his car has got like five thousand followers. So you think, okay, he's genuinely passionate about keeping mm. his car looking the best. And then it was like, what do you know? And he was like, I know how to do this. Have you ever done machine polishing? No. But I really want to learn it. I watch videos of it all the time on YouTube. Okay, so you've got genuine interest for it. Um, you know, what else do you want to learn? I want to learn this. I want to learn that. This is what I do at home. Um, you know, I've, I've done this previously on friends' cars. And he's like, okay, so you've got a really good basic understanding um, you know, and that was evident on his, his first day working for me. I forgot what car we had in on his first day. I think it was a Kia Stinger. And it's a customer I've looked after for years. And I said, you know, this is a, I'm on personal mobile numbers terms mm. with this guy. This is a car that we, you know, we've got to, it's got to look good. I want you to take your time on it. And he just literally went, yep, no worries. Show me where the stuff is. And then that was it. Away he went. And it was like, okay, mm. so he's. He's, he's got common sense and he, he he wants to graft. So you could kind of judge his character pretty much straight away that he's, you know, he, he wants to learn and he wants to work. Um, yeah. Which, you know, you, you don't want to take somebody on that doesn't want to work because that's, that's pointless. It'll, Definitely you know, not. You don't want to take somebody on that doesn't want to learn because then there's always going to be that clash of, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, but that's your job. Yeah, but I don't want to do it. So, you know, there's you need somebody that's going to grow with you to allow your business to grow at the same time, if that makes sense. Definitely. So going back then to the process, obviously, when um, you, you first take on an employee. So um, I did similar to what you did uh, last time. So we, we bought them just plain, plain work trousers, um, plain polo shirts and stuff uh, for the first month or so while I then got embroidered stuff done. Uh, that was with our first employee. And what I tend to do when I take anyone on is basically get them to shadow me for a minimum three, four weeks. Every single thing I do, um, get them to understand the way that we do things, um, the processes that we've got in place for contacting customers, um, managing the CRM that we use, um, you know, the taking before pictures, the after pictures going through, uh, checking your work, you know, getting the customer interaction right. So once you finish the car, come in to get in them, have a look at the car, mm-hmm. um, learning that some customers don't want to have a look around the car after you've done it, you know, they think it's all right. Um, so, you know, teaching them that actually that's not acceptable. What we need to do is get them to look in to make sure things are all right. So start opening doors on cars. So they gets the customer gets really annoyed. So they have to come and shut the door and um, yeah, all, all that type of uh, good stuff. 
um, whereas this time when we uh, took Mike on, um, because I'd already knew his background and the passion that he'd got, um, I did something slightly different. I actually ordered all his uniform for his first day, um, which was slightly different. But in hindsight, I wish I'd done that before on on our last employee. Um, Because as soon as you went out with the customers, it was, oh, well, instantly in uniform, he's not new. He's not new. It's like he's been there all the time. It's a company image Um, as well. Yeah, and and that to me, that's definitely something I'd recommend. It's worth that investment. I think. Um, I mean, you'll have seen the the stuff we do. Um, we we don't cheap out on on uniform. No. Um, I, th- I think that was like six seven hundred quid, but it's it's worth it. Yeah, so the the tops I brought are probably close to forty quid a piece. Yeah, and it's it's all about yeah. That's company image has never been something I've tried to do on the cheap. Um, if you want to do it properly, there's no cheap alternative it's definitely not everything's ridiculously expensive <laughs> so as, as we both know <laughs> so um, <laughs> um yeah um so yeah um so they're the type of processes that i went through um obviously taking copies of driving licenses adding them to the insurance on the van um you know that's a cost you you need to think about um i, I don't know um how it's affected you because i know you've got a, a young employee but when i had uh, a 19 year old everyone was like oh it's going to be ridiculously ex- expensive to insure and it wasn't i was I think, quite surprised i think i felt lucky because the insurance i'm with it covers the entire business so mm. it's you know it's it's the road risk as well as like contents and you know working storing on cars yeah. and that kind of thing and uh, i spoke with them previously and i said you know i'm thinking of taking on a member of staff what do i need to be aware of and they says okay you need uh, employer's liability insurance, yep. which again is another is another legal thing that is required. You have to. Uh, yeah, I think it's about 170 pound for me per employee. Um, not sure if say like if they're older, it's more or you know whatever. But yeah, he said yeah, it's it's with the VAT, it's this much. Um, but you've only got to pay this much because you're on, you know you're halfway through the term for argument's sake. And I said to him, what can we do with him? Uh, yeah, I want him to drive the van. And he says, let me look into it, send me his information over. So they're obviously his driving license, you know, mm-hmm. all his history up and this, that and the other. And they said, okay, so what we've managed to do is insure him on the van, but he's got a stupidly high excess because of his mm. age. Yeah. And as such... Which is what? Um, he, I mean, I could have, I think it's five employees anyway um, on this policy before it costs me for any additional. So they said, mm-hmm. it's not going to cost you any more to have him on the policy. However, he can't drive customers' vehicles. Yeah. So if you do yeah. want him to drive customers' vehicles, that's where the expense is, is going to come from. Um, but realistically, um, I wouldn't want him driving customers' vehicles. If anything was to happen and he's young and it looks bad on That's him, it, yeah. It looks bad on him and it looks bad on myself. At least if I'm in a customer's vehicle and you know somebody pulls out in front of us and we have a bump, the deal it's, you know, it's, it's the book yeah. stops at me there, and it's you know it's that's kind of my responsibility. Um, I'd prefer that than for it to happen to him. Um, you know, especially if he's got to pay in excess as well, which will be a couple of thousand pound, I'd imagine. Um, if I got to take his wages, I'd feel bad. So I'd sooner take the take the responsibility on that. Yeah, that's one thing that we um, we had the HR company add in to the um, 
the contract if it was through their own negligence that yeah. they, they you know they would have to pay that um, which was quite important when you're taking on a young yeah. lad yeah, I mean, everywhere I've worked, I've been I've been in the motor trade since I left school, and that has always been the case: is mm-hmm. if you break it, you pay for it. So whether that was uh, you bumped a car, reversing into a parking space on accident, uh, you're you're responsible for it. If something got broke while you're working on it because you were messing around, that's up to you to to fund. And the one company I'll always remember it is I I got accused of breaking something, which I didn't actually break. Um, and they said, oh, yeah, it's a bill from Ford for £700. So what we're going to do is we're going to stop this amount of money per month out your wages until it's paid off. Uh, and then they come back to me about two months later and says, uh, it went to Ford and Ford have diagnosed it as something else. You didn't break it, etc. So we'll we'll pop it back in your wages for you. So, yeah, um, that's the only time I've ever seen that exercise and that was on myself. <laughs> so, 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 you, so you, you, you've seen the other hand of it then, that it actually does work and yes, work. yes you can. Yeah, it's always worth doing there. So when on your uh, employee's first day, what, what did you do? Um, on the first day, um, it was sort of, I'd say we split the workload 50-50. All we had was a um, annual top-up for ceramic coatings. Mm. So I basically said, I'll show you how to do like it was cleaning wheels i'll show you how to do one if you're happy to try the next one um have a try and i'll watch uh and he said yeah okay so i did the first one and he was asking questions as we went along like why have you done it this way and when i do it at home i do it like this why have you done it like mm-hmm. that and he was like this way is more efficient we'll get wheels done in 20 minutes rather than an hour doing it this way uh, so I, I did one and then he says okay can I have a go at the next one, but can you watch me? And if I'm about to do something wrong, tell me. Great. Mm. So he did the next one. I says, all right, have a crack at the next one. I then walked around, was watching him, and I thought, I'm just going to leave him alone to do the last one because he's, you know, he's picked it up really quick. And then it was, okay, what's next? And uh, as we got doing it, he says, oh, have you got a checklist or anything for me to follow? And I was like, no, I'll go and do that now. So literally downloaded a template, I think, from the IDA website. Um, downloaded the template, tweaked it to match the service that we was doing, printed it off and went, here, yeah, work your way through this. Um, and obviously we split it 50-50. Um, you know, if, there, if there's anything he was unsure about, he literally stops what he's doing and comes in and asks. That's, mm. that's what he's done by nature. I haven't instructed him to do that. He's literally gone, what do I do with this then, Tom? Or I've tried to, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to do this, but I don't want to give it a go in case I, I damage it. Can you can you come and show me? And he's, that's his mentality. Is he'd sooner come in and say I can't do it or don't know how to do it rather than have a go and come in and say, Ah, do you know this uh, thousand hundred thousand pound car we're working on? Uh, but like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's the, obviously the last thing we want. Hundred um, percent. But yeah, his uh, his first day, he was just mind blown. He was just blown away, and he was just like, Yeah, I didn't realise cleaning cars was this scientific and this technical. I said, well, this is the bit that you need to, when you go home at night, this is the bit that you need to be kind of reading up on. I said, I'm not going to set your homework, but if we focused heavily on a subject, I'm going to ask you a question on it the following day. And mm. I want to hear the right answer because I want to know that you've learned something from me the, the day before. Uh, I said, but obviously, remember, you have got a life. I don't you sitting at your, at your computer for four <laughs> hours. And you should be out with the lads. Um, I said, but yeah, you. It's it's not so much... I've been teaching him sort of why we do things this way and the science behind it rather than this is how you do it. 
because mm. to me, he's, if he if he ever if he's ever out by himself and he he hits a problem, he can think, well, I know it's it's done that because I understand the science behind it. Mm. I, don't, I don't need to phone me up and ask me a really simple question, and I'll be like, you should know this. So, well, I think that's yeah. down to you as an as an employer being a trainer. That's it, and that not not everyone can do that. Um, I mean, I'm quite fortunate um, with our latest employee, Mike, that he's had all the training. Yeah. Um, he's just never put it into to practice until till now. Um, which were, uh, that that was a challenge. That was that was interesting. Um, tweaking him to how we do things from the the way he'd been trained. Um, you know, uh, and and managing how you wash a car in different conditions. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, in the fact of uh, you can't just go and spray wheel cleaner on all four wheels when it's 27 degrees because yeah. you're going to cause some damage there. Yeah, so focus on one wheel at a time, but always what, focus on one wheel at a time. That's that's the thing that we've been kind of diving into is, um, you know, we've working, especially with the heat that we've had over sort mm. of last month, he's working um, in the heat a lot of the time in direct sunlight because we're on, on a customer's drive, um, you know, and just kind of, making the best out of that situation um i mean we, we had the one car and it was a it was a black tesla we've ceramic coated it in direct sunlight and he's washing away and he's just like i don't know what's happening it's all smearing you know i'm spraying quick detailer on it and it's just smearing it's like okay the reason being is because that panel's really hot you know That's i taught it. him how to do it properly and he was like ah okay no i understand i was like well yeah mm-hmm. you figured it out um but we, he, he had a taste the other week of torrential rain which, you know, we check the forecast, it's meant to be cloudy, we get to the customers, we get set up, and within a blink of an eye, it's bouncing off the floor, and it's like, what do we do? And I was like, we'll stand in the garage for five and see what happens, and then it passed. It was, it was like, then it become a fine mist, which meant we couldn't mm. have the doors open for long enough. So I was like, okay, I'm kind of going to teach you how to clean a car in the rain. Um, you know, the customer's a customer we've been dealing with for years, so they know... Um, yeah, they know the score with the rain. It might not be hundred percent perfect, but we'll try our best. Um, That's it. And our, our clients are very similar. And actually, a lot of our clients, if it's pouring down with the rain and we don't turn up, uh, they'll be ringing to see where we are because yeah. the you know if they don't have it done, they 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 miss the slot. They'd rather have a car that's ninety eight percent, um, and have it clean to than miss miss the slot for two weeks. Yeah, definitely. And he was like, he was like, I'm a, I'm amazed that you can wash a car in the rain. And I was like, well, a lot of the products are water based anyway. <laughs> you know, it's not gonna, you know, it's 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 no, it's it, it, it's just nasty to get soaking wet while you're cleaning the car. Uh, and he also, um, you know, stuff like being conscious about when it is raining, you don't want the Hoover left out. Mm. You know, if there's a garage available, or pop it back in the van for five. Because um, I don't want to be again. I don't want to be taking money out of his wages to replace a Hoover that could have been moved out of the way temporarily. Um, but yeah, for for him at the minute, it's it's all about learning efficient ways. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I said, when you're, you're cleaning your own car at home and you've got all the time in the world, great. But if the customer's only paying for a two-hour slot, you've got That's to get, you've got to be efficient. And it's it's not necessarily about, but it, it is essentially about making more per hour uh, but being realistic with it at the same time obviously um we're still going to be able to do a thorough and good enough job um but in a convenient time frame for both you and the customer and that's the bits he's he's kind of getting his head around now um it's like some jobs we'll go to and i say all right look at the car 
you know, for a fact, this one's going to need a bit more attention on the wheels than it does on the bodywork. So, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it this way. And then we get to a car that's, um, you know, very, very clean, but the interior is a bit riffy. So you think, mm. okay, we need to spend more time on the interior. So when we do the exterior, this is what we're going to do with the exterior. And it's just like, it's mind blowing. Now we can have all these variation of conditions, but we still get it done in two hours. I'm like that <laughs> experience. So that's it, hundred percent. And the, there's a, a phrase that um, I've started to um, like a analogy that I've started to put together um, as part of our consultation stuff that we're doing at the moment, uh, and that's regarding like efficiency and and speed. Uh, and I talk about uh, speed, quality, and quantity. And so obviously you've got the speed that you do the job, the quality of the job and the uh, quantity of products you use. So you can only have, you, none of those can be a hundred percent because you can be a hundred percent fast, use loads of products and you know, your quality can be rubbish. Yep. You can have a good quality and you can be, you know, stupidly slow and use thousands and thousands of pounds worth of products. It, it's that thing of trying to find the balance of all three. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've been trying to get across to quite a few guys at the moment is you've tried to got to balance it and manage that customer's expectation in, in terms of they've got this amount of time, you know, you don't want to use, you know, seven pounds worth of quick detailer because you're spraying 700 squirts on a panel. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing for him as well. He's learning, like, you know, he, he'll watch me put wheel cleaner. He's like, you use so much. And it's like, I know how much I've paid for this. I know how much I, I mm. kind of want to spend. So if I cake it on and the wheel's dirty, fine. But you won't see me doing this on a cleaner wheel. Mm. And I was like, that's kind of what you need to understand is you need to judge. Like you say, you need to find the balance of what you're working with. Um, you know, even, like you say, with the quick detailing and stuff like that, um, if you're using a litre per car, you're doing something wrong. So, like, he, he'll watch me do things. He's like, you've hardly squirted that. It's like, but that's all we need. Hmm. Uh, a good one for that he uh, learnt, like, which I've always found tricky, and I think 98% of detailers find tricky is glass. Hmm. And he was like, I hate it. It's smearing. It's This is coming off on the cloth. I can't shift this. You know, it's drying before I'm touching it. And give him a few like tweaks and stuff to try. And it was like, less is more with glass cleaner. What hmm. do you mean? Just a simple one big spray, uh, you know, like, you know, isolated, you know, it'll spray it on the cloth and we'll do this and do that. And he was just like, mind blown, crystal clear. He says, at home, I'd, I'd spend an hour doing my glass. <laughs> I just could not get it perfect. And it's like, because everybody does the same with glasses. They absolutely cake it on. Thinking, mm. I'll put more on it because then it doesn't evaporate. But then you're leaving too much residue behind, which is where That's you're it. Yeah, you're just from. making one more <laughs> massive smeary mess. And then your um, cloth gets saturated and then you've got to grab another one. And yeah, it's so yeah, he's been. It's all this kind of thing that's going to come with experience, though. And then Definitely. obviously that's where his efficiency is going to come from as well, is when he starts nailing all these little bits and bobs. And that'll be that'll save half hour on a job. Just all these little, I'm not necessarily going to say hacks, but they're just the most efficient way to do things. Um, Definitely. We we, we um, worked together one Friday, I remember. It must have been two, three weeks in. Um, and I said, right, I want you to do this vehicle completely on your own. Um, and I'll blitz through the rest of them while you're doing that. And we'll, we'll time it um, using the app, you know, use the checklist, do whatever. Um and then when you're happy with that, then we'll 
we'll pack up and we'll, we'll go to the next job and I'll have all the others done in the time you do it. So don't worry about what I'm doing, concentrate on what you're doing. I said, then what we'll do is we'll then see how long it took you. We'll then um, analyse that while we're travelling to the next site between us. You know, we'll have a chat about it. And then I'll show you how I do it at the next customer. So you can stand, watch, have your dinner. I said, you can be that that um, spare idiot at a wedding, you know, stood in the corner, just stood there watching me. That's fine. I want you to do that because I want you to see how I do it. And then the job after that, you do the full car again and we'll see see what's what. And we went from two hour, two and a half hours to an hour and a half with just by doing that. So we shaved off an hour. Uh, and the last car was actually worse than the first one. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it's important to do that. And we still do that now. I still do that now, two, two, three months in, um, you know, just checking on different things and, you know, highlighting areas that actually could be better and, um, and testing things. Cause I think continually sitting down, analyzing how they're getting on, you know, reviewing the, the, the performance and stuff is really important. Not just for us, but for them as well. Yeah, um, definitely. So that's one thing I'd definitely advise that people do is um, try and obviously look at doing regular performance reviews. Yeah, and it's it, like it's not like you say it's not necessarily to catch him out. It's to no, to think not. okay, yeah, you are slightly slower than me on that. What can I implement for you to get to my speed? Or is there a piece of equipment I need to upgrade? Um, that's it you know for, for us that have been doing it years we we get used to the equipment we know what you can get away with you know how it's going to perform at its best if i if i do this you know even like steam cleaners and stuff like you get used to using it and you know all the you know if i go it from this angle i can do this if i use this attachment i can get this and you kind of speed up their learning process by saying all right this is how i do it for this reason um hmm. And as you say, it's not to catch them out; it's to to speed them up. Because yeah, and develop their skills, isn't it? Yeah, we're a business at the end of the day, and essentially, time is money. Um, but we're not doing it to rush the job; we're doing it to get the most. Not necessarily for our benefit as well, but also for the customers. If we can save two hours on a job for a customer, that's brilliant because they they yeah. might have the score run. And think, okay, well, I need to be finished by two o'clock because I got the school running. If you say well, it's going to take me till four o'clock, they're going to be like, "Yeah, I might not be able to book in because I need the car." And it's okay. We need to shave two hours off this job. This is how we're going to do it. That kind of thing. Hmm. Um. Okay. So mo- moving on then, um, because one question that always gets asked, and um, you'll have had this, um, thought. It might have come to you in the middle of the night, as it probably did with me at some point in the last year or something and that's um when when you take on a member of staff um your customers have always dealt with you so instantly you put in someone new new there and it's not you and your customers are going well i don't want anybody else i just want you so how did you overcome that how are you coming over that i've actually got a whatsapp conversation from a customer i believe monday or tuesday could be from Tuesday, and it's you know, uh, it's a customer that I used to go out to periodically and just give the car a refresh, nothing special. And when I decided to make the maintenance plan and make it exclusive, he yeah. said, 
I'm not having it cleaned regularly enough to, to warrant being on it. Um, I'll be in touch. Okay, no worries. So I then was talking to his partner, um, and she says, oh, he would like the car cleaned, etc. Um, you know, you don't offer mobile, do you? And I says, not currently, um, but we are coming up with a new range of services right. for Dylan to come out and, you know, do at home or work, essentially be the mobile validator. Um, I'll be in touch when they're, you know, they're up and running. So I sorted all these out, sent them over. Okay, great. Um, yeah, we'll book in for this one. Great. Yep, no worries. Um, these are the dates I've got available. Yeah, we'll go with that one. I says, okay, no problem. Uh, it won't be me attending. It'll be Dylan as I'm a training course, which, yeah, I am. Hmm. And the response was, ah, okay. Um, yeah, we're quite particular on who we use to clean the car and we thought it would be you. Um, I said, okay, no worries. I mean, she's been, you know, she cleans the unit. So she's been there and she's seen Dylan working and seen me working. She's had a chat with him. She's met him, asked him, you know, all yeah. the questions under the sun. Uh, what's it like working with Tom? Does he do your editing and all this kind of thing? <laughs> so she's met him. She knows his face. Um, and it was out of Kate. We kind of only want you to do it. And I said, well, I mean, I was on, I was driving on the motorway at this point when she responded. So I sent her, basically sent her a voice message and you know, weren't arsy or argumentative. I said, to be honest, I'm not going to be coming out and cleaning cars uh, as my yeah. role has now changed. You know, I'm more of the, sat in the office getting the new customers in, you know, running the business kind of guy now. But Dylan is a carbon copy of me. He's a direct reflection. He's, he's, he's been trained by me. So he's up to the same standards. He's covered by the same insurances. He'll even be coming out in my van using the products that I use. Um, you know, he's not outsourced. He's not self-employed and I'm subcontracting to him. He's literally to my standard. Um, mm. I says not only that is he has to take photos of the jobs and he's got a checklist he needs to follow on the app that we use. So I can see the job, even if he's not there. Plus, if there's any issues, you've got my direct number and we can, you know, we can get mm -hmm. through them. I says, but I am 100% confident, if not 1,000% confident, you're going to be happy with the work. And the response was, oh, yeah, it's not the, uh, something along the lines of, we, we're sure he's good at what we do, but we would, you know, basically just prefer you. And I says, to be honest, he's been going out and looking after our Ferrari and Porsche customers that we've looked after for two, three years, might four in some cases, and everybody's happy with him. So I'm 1,000% confident you're going to be happy with the, with, with the work he puts out and the response was okay then we'll give him a go and mm. I think it's just that I, c I can understand where they're coming from it's like when we get to the barbers we want the one specific barber to cut our hair um but looking at it now from my point of view if, my, if i got there my barber says i've got to shoot off um so and so is going to do it because he's recommended him i think you know what he won't give me to end just anybody so it's that mm. i can understand it from a customer's point of view um but I think, I mean, I've been out with him to maintenance customers, cars that we've looked after for years, people that we see weekly or every other week, cars into six figures, some of them. And all the customers have just been like, oh, okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I've noticed they've come out and had a look at the car, which yes. they wouldn't normally do if it was me. Yeah. They've had a look around it. And yeah, the one customer in particular just never been bothered about me doing it. Looked at it once or twice and thought, okay, yeah, great. Come straight out. I'd have wondered around it. Oh, it looks good. Looks good. And he went. He's done a better job than you. <laughs> so, 
but yeah. that's what you want. That's 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 what you want. And um, the one thing, like like I I was saying earlier, the one of the reasons why um, when we take someone on is we get them to shadow us for three four weeks. Is we have weekly, fortnightly, monthly customers, and once you've been through a month and you've seen a weekly customer, yeah, you you know that car inside and out. You know the bits that get dirty. You know the customer because by then you've met them four times. Um, it's the ad hoc ones. Um, I mean, new customers is fine because they've never, never, never met you before. Um, and there are always going to be those customers that um, are going to throw a wobbly sometimes. Um, it's it's just convincing them to to try. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't think they're going to directly fall out with us as a business if he makes a slightly minor mistake. Um, I know that you had a. You had a bit of an issue with a customer. Yeah, I was I was going to come on to that. Uh, so, yeah, um, but, but we've not had, we've only had we've had one customer point out he missed fingerprints on a screen, and that was down yeah. to me um, saying, "Oh, we only because the it was a screen on a BMW, the touchscreen ones." And I said, "We've mm-hmm. got to be very very careful. Um, you don't just want to spray anything on them because it'll you know essentially stain it, this that and the other. Try dry wiping it first, and a bit of miscommunication. He must have thought, "Don't touch them at all." So a customer jumps in the car. Oh, there's a couple of fingerprints on the on the screen, and he went, "Oh yeah, we, we normally don't touch them." And I says, mm. "No, miscommunication. This is how we do it." And obviously, when the customer went, I said, "No, we only, we don't touch them if we don't need to." Um, you know, obviously, if they need cleaning, try wiping it before we put any product on it. Basically, he's like, "Ah, oh, okay, yeah, I understand." Yeah, um, yeah. So just miscommunication. He goes, "It won't happen again," and it, it obviously hasn't. Um, but I think yeah, it's just. It's that trust. Although they're wearing the uniform and they've done the training and they're using the same products and stuff, it's it's a new face. So it's... yeah, so definitely. And one thing that we 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 try and do is um, when we've been out together, um, what I've tried to do is, oh well, you know, Mike will be taking on the the service from you for for now. Um, obviously, if you you have any issues or anything, I'm still still here. I'm not not going anywhere. Um, but um, obviously we've took Mike on, so Mike's going to be taking over some of this. And I, I've messaged customers and going, oh, um, I've just got to pop and do this today. Mike will be coming to you. you. You know, he's done your car with me before, so you've met him. It's not a, a new face. Um, you know, you'll be fine. Any issues, just just give me a ring. And they've all messaged and said, oh, yeah, fantastic job, uh, apart from the one um, that had issues with his car. But... Uh, that was a an issue with the car, not the, not the person yeah, doing so. it. Yeah. Uh, it was just trying to blame us for, um, which again I've resolved the, resolved that quite easily. Um, but it's it's just getting that trust, like you say, um, with them them clients. Um, and the one thing that helped me uh, initially when we first did this, because we had that issue um, with our first employee, um, I, I don't I say did it help. It didn't help me, but it helped them. Uh, I ended up being ill uh, <laughs> over Christmas. Um, so because of that, they couldn't have the car done if the other lad didn't go out. Yep. So they had a choice. They either had the car done or not at all because I couldn't go out. It was, it was impossible. I had COVID. So, um, and again, they went, he did it, and they were like, oh, fantastic. It's just like you've been. It's like, well, yeah. That's that's the point, yeah. uh, you know. The, all the money is still coming into me. It's still me running it. If you ring up, I'll still answer. Um, it's just trying to convince them that that's the. It is hard. 
yeah, hard, it is. But... yeah. It's, it's like like I say, we like the barber shop and like say going there for food. You, it's the same Indian restaurant once a month. <laughs> then it changes hands, and you think, ah, okay, do I want to give it a try? Even though you've been going mm. there, and it might still be the same chef, but different faces. You walk in, and you think. Mm, Okay, yeah, it's just what you're used to. (laughs) But once you give them a try, it's yeah. I mean, we've not had any any complaints. Uh, We obviously get customers say you've missed a bit, and they'll give where because they're winding him up. Um, But yeah, I mean, like it's 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 like the quality control teaching him to quality control Mm. his his jobs by himself afterwards, and he'll say, "Well, why do I need to do that? You know, I've just literally done it because you might, you know." have a break away from it and you've essentially got a fresh pair of eyes again you can poke your head back in and go ah yeah i've got to wipe that or yeah oh actually i need to give that a bit more attention and i forgot to um or oh yeah actually i've straightened the steering wheel up now and i can see the dust on the top of the steering That's wheel it, yeah. i get to i said with quality control it would take photos so i can see um so obviously the issue I had with that car and it was an issue with the car um yeah we've had something similar um today um it's a car. We've done two cars for the same customers. I went to school with them, so they got in touch through my personal Facebook. Um, so they booked in, um, looked after them with the price because they had two done, and there's they haven't had the cars clean for quite a while because they've been moving mm-hmm. out and you know transporting stuff and just generally not had time to clean the cars. But they don't take them to the car wash, so books in with us and deep clean the wheels. And there's still some baked on brake dust. And obviously the lacquer's coming, peeling up in places. Wheels are curbed. There's some body panels that were damaged and stuff as well. Uh, and they said, oh, did you clean the wheels? And we said, yes, we cleaned the wheels. He sends me a photo. There's all this black stuff on it. I says, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. Uh, when you come to drop your other car off, let me have a quick look. Um, so get gets the before photos up. Yeah, wheels are literally caked. Hmm. You could not see the paint behind them. Uh, looked at the finished photos, and yeah, you could see the the baked on brake dust, but it wasn't included in that service. Mm. So that was probably again down to me as the the salesman, not saying, yeah, that that's what that's going to look like at the end of it. It's not going to be perfect. That that's obviously down to me. Uh, so we, yeah, we've had a look at both before and after, and I've gone, yeah, that was my mistake. It wasn't included. But on your maintenance, we'll add it on and we'll get it sorted for you. Um, you know, and then yeah, we sort them out. It's going to take us half hour to do it. We'll sort that out. Not a problem. It's kept them happy. Um, it's not going to cost me anything, other than half hour's time and a, you know, obviously fallout remover and stuff. Um, but I then highlighted how important the before and after photos are. Hundred uh, percent. For him to upload it, and also for him to fill out the checklist to say, yeah, I've cleaned the wheels. And I said to him, you know, if there's if you ever clean a wheel and it's not hundred percent perfect, you can write it in the notes. And basically say, driver's front wheel, I didn't go too mad with because the lacquer's peeling off. Or you can evidently see where the you know, the brake caliper has been stuck on. And it's literally one wheel is absolutely covered in brake dust. I said, just put notes like that. And I said, also, um, if you come across anything, troublesome areas, scratches, scuffs, chips, take a photo. Because you will get the one customer that will say, that wasn't there before. Mm. And then you have a look on the photos and you think, okay, I can't actually see it from the photo that you've took because you've took it standing away from the car. How do I know that you haven't done it? Because I wasn't physically present. And it, that's the that's the awkwardness. Uh, and I said also valuables. 
So if customers left a works phone, um, smartwatch, I mean, I've had Rolexes, rings, wads of money. Some of our customers, as you know, they drive expensive cars and they've got the luxury lifestyle. For them leaving a £5,000 watch in the centre console is normal. So I always say take a photo of it. If you need to move it, uh, let the customer know. I've put your watch in the glove box or put your works phone in the glove box. Uh, you know, your, your really expensive pair of high heels, put them in the boot out of the way. Uh, but then take photos. So if they were to phone me up and say, where have you put my uh, my gym bag, for argument's sake, I can say, let me get the photos up. Yeah, he's moved it to the boot. And they'll go, oh, yeah, that's right. I've put, I left it on the passenger seat because I was on my way to the gym. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find it, and I didn't think to check the boot. Okay, it's in the boot. I've got the photo here. He's moved it. <laughs> so, And that that's it. But it um, the thing is with using um, apps like... Uh, I know you use you're able now like like I do, but there there's obviously other apps out there. Um it puts your mind at ease in sending you member of staff out because, you know, if if for example I'm going on holiday in a um a couple of weeks, um I, I know that if I'm unsure I can just have a look on the app, look through the photos and go, actually, yeah, it's all right. And on the first couple of jobs, uh, first couple of weeks, yeah, I looked at almost every single job just to make sure that everything's now. Now he's asking me to look. Oh, did you see the job I did the other day? I, I made a really good job of that. And I was like, no, I've not had a look. But why have you not had a look? And it's like, well, because I trust what you're doing. Yeah. Are you saying I do need to check because you're missing stuff? Because if you are, then I'll look. And he's like, no, 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 no. I just, I did this. And now and again, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look and I'll drop a message saying, oh, you've done a really nice job of that. Or I noticed this that you might just want to work on. Yeah. Um, just small little bits. But... Yeah, I've done that. Like where he's. Um... Yeah, he's obviously, he's put a mat back in and there's a bit of dust right on the edge. Mm. I can see it on the photo. And I've got, that's the kind of thing that your customers will spot straight away. And also, we all get it on social media. Somebody will zoom in on the photo, take a screenshot. Oh, you've missed this. Post it as a comment. Or even put it in groups. Yeah, like the closed groups on Facebook. Oh, yeah, top detail. The locality to me hasn't cleaned the pedals. Bang. And you just think, okay. So, yeah, it's good to, as you say, yeah, you missed this bit pay attention to it next time or yeah or even like yeah but, um yeah it, it is handy having the before and afters 100 yeah. percent. and and when you're taking after photos look through your camera don't look at what you're taking a photo of look through your phone because yeah. your phone will pick up things that you've missed pick up more yeah i've noticed 100 percent. it's quite pick, quite interesting picks up dust i think somebody posted in one of the groups today when i take photos on my phone i can still see the damp patches from where I've wet back the seats. Is this normal? And you think, okay, so kind of, you should, you know, is it stains because yeah. you haven't cleaned it properly? Um, and it, Dylan's actually said that to me. You can see where I've been with with the the like the Hoover. It's mm. not really present visually looking at it, and it's like, okay, so um, when you post it online, or your customer might have better eyesight than you. That's kind of what you need to to bear in mind. So that is that is a really really good point to be honest. Definitely. Is there anything else you think we need to cover? Uh, I think more so the cycle, the the mindset of being an employer. Mm. Um, it's the same as it's the comfort zone thing all over again. Um, mm. You know, obviously speaking with Dan and we the conversation we had Dan the other day, um, it seemed to me he was just lacking a bit of confidence to make the jump in taking on a member of staff which is exactly the same feeling that I had. And I can only relate that to when I first went full-time. 
obviously mm, going yeah, from full time employment to yeah. working for myself. Um, and I think what everybody's mind is geared up to do is to instantly look at the negatives because we humans like being comfortable, like mentally comfortable. Um, so I think, as you say, it's that financial backing as well. I have the, have the three months' wages saved up. That takes off a lot of stress because um, you think, okay, well, yeah, if, if I don't make any money for this first month, next month we're going to be in the, hmm. um, you know, we're going to struggle, and then it's that's when it gets deadly. If you think, well, I've got three months. Um, if it doesn't work out after three months, I've technically not struggling. And, you know, it's it, it, but it is literally the, the giving it a go was the hardest bit. Um, and then once once you're in and you're doing it, it's it's amazing. You get so much more time as a business owner having somebody do the physical work. Um, I mean, we've both jumped on jobs together. I've done my own job. He's been doing his, both physically working on cars. Because um, normally I'm in and out of the office like a yo-yo. The minute hmm. I sit down and put pad to pay, the phone rings or somebody knocks the door yeah. or, you know, something, I remember something I should have done. Oh, I needed to order that for tomorrow and I haven't. So it's, yeah, it's um, it's good for business having a member of staff. And we're automatically geared up to think worst case. And I think if you have to write down best case, the pros outweigh the cons with this kind of thing. And it is literally your own sort of mind that's stopping you from from making the jump, which is exactly the same as when we first thought, shall I set up a detailing business? Because you automatically <laughs> think, who's going to pay for me? Why would why are they going to use me when they can get to the car washes? Why are they going to use me when there's already established people? How yeah. am I going to do this? How am I going to fund that? And then it was like, okay, how am I going to make it work full time? How am I going to do this? And it's, it's if you'd have thought, well, actually, okay, yeah, I can do something I'm going to love. And I can finish at three o'clock if I want, and I don't have to work weekends anymore. Or I can, you know, I can just do two days doing this, blah blah blah. It's all a lot of people look straight at the negatives, and then they scare themselves out of it. So when we've obviously been talking with Dan, it was Dan's obviously straight away. My customers only want me to do it, and it's like, yeah, but yep. that can be solved later on down the line. Um, and then it was, you see, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, how I can get somebody the way I can pay him a a wage that's you know affordable for me and it was like well, there's plenty of options for you to get in there as well uh, well yeah. I, don't know how, I don't know how to do this well there's a remedy for that as well and it was just literally firing i'm not going to say excuses but defensive sort of comments yeah trying to trying to talk himself out of it when realistically it's all solvable and it's it's once you're in it's it's easy that's it and i think one of the other things that a lot of people think is oh well i've got this massive bill this is why i relate to the three months wages got this last bill am i going to pay for it and it's like i'm not being funny but when you've when you've got a member of staff you're then the responsible for them and making sure their their wages are paid you will bend over backwards to find work definitely you'd be you'd be surprised when you need work where it will come from yeah. it just appears because you will work your backside off to try and find it yeah. you know you will take those extra time and you i know you've been doing this You'll be working on tweaking your website. You'll be dropping emails out to those clients you've not heard for a while and yep. things like that. And suddenly, you've got two, three weeks worth of bookings. Yeah, or even think. even yeah. speaking with people that have, um, you know, like obviously with Eurable, you can get the customer mm-hmm. information, but you don't have to book them on a job. Obviously, give quotes. So if I've given somebody a quote three weeks ago, even if it was for a valid, give them a quick call just saying, it's all right, we spoke a couple of three weeks ago. Um, do you want to book in? Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, oh, yes, yeah, the price will... 
I can look after you with a price. Do you want to go ahead? Because you think, well, actually, I'm paying him less than ever than I'm paying myself. I can't afford to knock a couple of quid yeah. off. It's that kind of, you know, you can, you can get away with that as well. Um, but yeah, I, f- I forgot where I read this. It might have been in uh, one of the groups on Facebook. And somebody posted, oh, I took on three members of staff because business was booming. It has now died off again. Um, you know, and a few of the lads are standing around. I don't want to get rid of them. What are my options? And somebody commented on it saying, how are you getting your working? And he said, oh, it's all organic. I'm just waiting for people to come to me. And the response was, well, when you, see a, when you see a bird flying up to a nest with a worm in its mouth, it gives it to the chicks first and then flies back off to find its own food. And that was actually thinking, yeah, you've got to feed your, essentially your children first yeah. in this scenario. So you've got to feed the workers first so they can pay for themselves. And then we worry about ourselves at the end. Um, Definitely. But yeah, it's it's even like with the, with the work that they produce, you can take a bit of money out of that to fund your own wages. Mm-hmm. So you can then take on less physical work and focus more on the on the websites and the, the social medias, um, even customer interactions. You've now got more time to sit with a customer and discuss quotes because you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about jumping back on the job that you're on because you think, oh, customer's picking this up at four. I can only talk for five minutes. You think actually I've got all the time in the world now because my member staff's going to carry on from where I left off. So yeah, it's... you improve your customer experience, don't you? Which then you know gets good reviews and a good feeling from the customer, which means they recommend you, they come back, and then before you know it, you know, oh, how yeah, do, do I look after the car? Well, Dylan, or you know, good. We do a maintenance plan already. You know, just another job. It's... Yep, that's the end of a string to it. So like I say, you can work on two cars at once essentially mm. taking twice the amount of money. Um, Definitely. Yeah, you're going to be using more product and, you know, he's got his, his running costs like um, you're going to be using more fuel in the van, um, bits and bobs like that. But if you can make it profitable, it's, it's obviously worth having. Uh, and one of our customers, um, very, very clever businessman, um, he said, if you've got 10 members of staff and they're only making you £50 a week, uh, that's £50 a week more than if you didn't have them. Uh, and he said, if you've got 10 of them anyway, that's paying you a wage. Hmm. And he said, so, you know, it's, um, they are, <coughs> it is the way to go to, to obviously grow a business. Definitely. Cool. Well, I think we'll, uh, we'll try and wrap it up because you're still at work. Um, just, for at people, work. just for the people, just for the people listening, whenever you're listening for this, um, it is now one minute past 10. Um, and I'm Tom's still, still at work. And I've still not had my um, tea. <laughs> oh, it's, no. It's going to be a McDonald's jobby again, I think. Oh, Which is dear. bad, because I had a KFC for lunch. So, And I can't figure out why I'm fat and skint. This is this is why I haven't got a unit, because I'd live there. Um... Honest, yeah, I mean, today, we've I've had the other video call before this, but I've been working on the, obviously, you've seen the van on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've kitted all the back out. It was just a bit on the sliding door. So I had this afternoon free to essentially kit the bit out with the sliding door, and that's took me slightly longer than I anticipated. So before I looked at my watch and it was like quarter to seven, and I was like, Jesus, what have I been doing? Because I haven't really achieved much. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously then coming in the office to, to speak with you and the, the previous video call I was on. Um, it's lucky I wasn't seeing my girlfriend today. That's what the right. Tell her you're talking to me. She, she's lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, 
So yeah, I said like, yeah, you can. Oh, you can get get out of working late when you have got an employee, and I'm still sat here. <laughs> yeah, but yes, that's because you're working on things to to make life uh, easier for you in the future, and that's definitely that's yeah. That's the idea behind the van build was to make it more efficient. Um, it's the van build I wanted when I first started up and didn't have the funds mm. to, or didn't have the time to produce it. So we quickly knocked one up, and it was you know it was all right for me. Uh, but obviously now with the member of staff, I'm thinking I want to make his his life as easy as possible, uh, not only so we can get jobs done quicker, but so his day can be more enjoyable. Um, exactly. Like, you know, there's nothing worse than jumping in the van thinking when I get to this job, I've got to mess around for 20 minutes getting set up. <laughs> it's like... I Being there, the done job, that. Being there, done in, that. <laughs> and we can, you know, we, well, we spoke about this, didn't we, on about hose reels mm. and, you know, having everything in its own place. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a topic for another another episode 100 percent, yeah because we can go into the sky's the limit with that kind of thing but yeah just working on the van and it's the same same for me that's a learning curve for me which i wouldn't be able to to do had i have been hands-on all day machine polishing or valeting cars because i'd be tired i'd be emotionally tired and i just want i just want to go home so it. it's given me that to be able to do stuff working on the business rather than in it as such uh, even though it is hands-on and I'm covered in sawdust and I'm sweating. <laughs> cool. So um, I like to finish uh, these um, podcasts with two questions. Uh, so the first one is, if you could give one bit of advice to any detail in business, what would it be? Oh, one bit of advice. In general or just based on what we've been talking about? In general. Completely in general. Uh, invest in yourself. Not just as a as a business, but in you as an individual. Meaning, constantly look to learn. There's a, there's, there's a lot of detailers out there that think they know everything, and they don't. And there's you know obviously the sky's the limit, so there's, there's always something to learn. Um, and obviously be complacent with it as well. I find the, there's a few figures on social media who you've, who I don't like, and they think they're God's gift. Because uh, they know more than everybody else. Um, There's always yeah. something to learn. Eh? Yeah, inv- yeah investing yourself, both obviously mentally and physically. Um, physically, meaning if you do get the option to get to the gym, get to the gym, eat healthy. I don't get that option because me neither. I'm, I'm lazy. Um, but yeah, also investing, um, yeah, yourself mentally. Um, take regular breaks as well. That's, that'd be another bit of advice. Have days off. Have weeks after off. after this last after the, <laughs> after this week after this weekend, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it's so my, I... it's so easy as a business owner to not switch off and to work too much. Um, and I think a lot of people seem to think that oh, if I have a day off, the business is not going to be there when I get back. It will be. You need the R and R. You need to chill. Um, I remember giving. I think it was about four months without a day off. And there's probably people out there who's going to beat that figure. Um, but mm. you you will be tired. Your customers see you're tired and you're not performing 100%. And yeah. you need you need a couple of days off to recharge your batteries because it's not good long term. Definitely. So, I've, been, I've, been, I've, I've definitely been there. I mean. uh, yeah, coming out, coming out the other end of it. Uh, yeah. as, you, as you saw on Sunday when I came to yours. <laughs> so we got dragged away for the weekend, which was... Yeah. Uh, which is yeah, great. And me, and me, no. and we found a, <laughs> we found one of the most expensive places outside of London to stay, which was annoying because nothing was cheap. <laughs> so, all worth it. All yeah, worth it. Well, yeah, it's that's what we work so hard for. So, 
100%. And then the next question is, um, what do you think the next best thing is for the detailing industry? The next best thing? Uh, you know, the next big thing that's coming. The next big thing. I've got to say the G word, I think, graphene. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm I'm accredited with Zirconite, and they've been developing graphene with the Institute of Graphene up in Manchester for Concept Chemicals. And we've had good feedback from customers that we've installed graphene coatings too. Mm, interesting. Obviously, at the minute, it's it's probably the same when ceramic come out. Everyone's saying, oh, no, wax is better than ceramic. Mm. And obviously, graphene's hitting the market now. And, oh, it's a buzzword. Oh, it's not. It's going to fail after three weeks and this, that, and the other. Uh, I think that's going to be the the next the next big thing that everybody's going to have to kind of adapt towards. Um, I don't think it will be one of these buzzword products, as I call them, that just everybody goes mad for and they don't perform. Um, yeah, it's from a geeky detailer's point of view, it's quite interesting. Um, mm. From your regular customer's point of view, they don't have a clue what you're talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not something I've uh, not delved into yet. So, yeah, I'll yeah, watch I mean, the space. We- yeah, I mean, we obviously get inside knowledge every now and again, which obviously I can't repeat, but... Um, of course. We offer a one-year graphene coating as standard um, with all our details. It was previously a six-month sealant, um, but this coating goes on um, with a microfiber cloth, and you obviously, same way that you would install a coating with your up and down, left mm. and right, buff it off with a fresh cloth, give it half an hour, and it's ready to go outside, but the gloss and the beading on it is just insane. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to plug them or big them up um, but if you get a chance to try it obviously try it um, it's good from a business point of view as well because we could then offer a one year coat in a standard rather than six months yeah. and then drop the ability to upgrade to a one year and went straight with a two so yeah. when a customer says does that come with a ceramic coat and we can then say it comes with a one year um, with the option to upgrade and they're like okay good I'll see how I get on with the one year can I upgrade it at a later date and you're like of course you can so, yeah, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of them things. It's 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 a marmite product at the minute. You either love it or you hate it. <laughs> I've not been in, in, involved in in stuff like we don't do many. Um, Caitlin's is not our our forte, really. Yeah, um, it's kind of a, it's kind of what yeah. we're trying to specialise in is the the paint protection. Mm. Um, Graphene is going to be a very very strong contender, I think, in the future. Um, if they could nail it. If they can't nail it, I think they'd have wasted millions, if not trillions, on research. Um, but you know, it's it's like everything; everything's a learning curve in it. So I'm just glad they're paying for it. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, we will see. We will see. Uh, so um, it just goes um, to say thank you uh, for coming on the the podcast, Tom. Uh, it is appreciated, and thanks for talking about um, all all your. Um, bits that we've gone through on the employment stuff so if anybody wants to get in contact with you wants to find out a bit more about how you did stuff how can they find you <laughs> so I'm, I'm available on facebook and instagram um th detailing is the usernames um yeah um drop me a message on there obviously if you pop onto our website which is thdetailing.co.uk my email's on there as well and is the number for the office um, I'm always up for helping people um, where I can. I don't know everything, but uh, if it's something I can help with, I'll gladly help. And if it's something I can't help with, I'll have a Google and see what see what I can learn. So, well, thank you for that. 
And uh, to those of you at home, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed listening, then don't forget to rate us on your favourite podcast platform and share us across your social media. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover or would like to take part in the show, then you can contact us by email at podcast at thedetailingdetectives.co.uk or drop us a a message on your favourite social media platform. Uh, We'd love to get you involved in the show. Until next time, stay safe, stay positive. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Detailing Detectives podcast with your host, Craig Brigham. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe so you don't miss any future shows we release.